VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us here on Crosstalk on the VCY American Network with uh, critical information today that we'd like to uh, pass along your way. Just before we introduce our guest and topic for today, we do have a special word for our listeners, both in Ohio and in the state of Wisconsin. First of all, for Ohio, please know that your Senate is uh, coming to vote today on legislation, uh, an attempt to override the governor's veto, House Bill number 68. This is legislation. Uh, for some reason, Governor DeWine there decided that uh, uh, he was in uh, opposition to the legislation that was going to protect minor children from the uh, body mutilating surgeries, uh, these gender so-called gender affirming surgeries, and and then also uh, from the uh, the uh, same sex hormone drugs, uh, opposite sex hormones being given, or puberty blockers from being given. The legislation also would have. Uh, impacted sports that would say it uh, would be against the law for biological boys to identify as girls and participate in sports. He vetoed that legislation to give those protections uh, to young people and uh, friends uh, to the assembly. Uh, the House overrode the governor's veto, the Senate convening today. Uh, those of you in Ohio, I don't know what time that vote is taking, but uh, uh, you can reach out to your Ohio senator today at one 800 282 0253. That's 800 282 0253. Then, also for the state of Wisconsin, let me just mention that the legislators are trying to, and this is Republican legislators, are trying to establish uh, uh, this brand new 14 week abortion ban, allowing abortions all the way up to the 14th week of pregnancy. And uh, all the pro-family, pro-life groups have come out in opposition to this expansion of abortion from our 1849 statute. And uh, the Senate, we understand, is poised to vote on this tomorrow, the Wisconsin State Senate. And friends, you can reach out to your senator on Assembly Bill 975 that would that would allow abortions up to the 14th week uh, by calling 800-362-9472. That's 800-362-9472. Nine four seven two. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen and swallow the message from the leftist media and leftist politicians, you're going to come away believing that there was an insurrection on January 6th of 2021, all instigated by then-President Donald Trump. President Biden indicated just a few weeks ago that this January 6th was a day that we nearly lost America. Lost it all, he said. In that speech on the third anniversary, 12 times he referred to this as being an attack. 12 times he used the word insurrection. It is also, he has also intimated that January 6th was supposedly the worst attack on our democracy. He has accused Donald Trump of rewriting the facts from that day. You will see selective footage from that day from the media and find some who insist this was a terrorist attack. You'll also learn about uh, all the information and testimony that was coming forth at the House Select Committee. I mean, they, the information they want, wanted you to know. But what you will not be told is about the number of FBI or DHS assets that were mixed into the crowds. You won't be shown the footage of those walking through the halls of the Capitol with an occasional fist bump with a police officer or those casually walking through taking pictures in the Capitol. You'll also likely not be told what the disbanded House Select Committee did with their files before the GOP took the majority in the House. Well, shedding light on these issues, we welcome back to Crosstalk our Court Kirkwood, a former newspaper editor and a longtime contributor to the New American Court. Thanks for joining us today. Court, are you with us? Okay, we're going to uh, try and reconnect with our guest here today, our Court Kirkwood. Uh, from the New American, uh, talking about these issues going on uh, with uh, the January 6th uh, Select Committee and what exactly happened uh, with them and the information that they had gathered, all these meetings that they were holding during prime time. Okay, Court, do we have you back with us? 
You do indeed. I'm sorry I cut you off. Okay, very good. So, um, former newspaper editor, longtime contributor to the New American uh, Court, there are many leftist politicians and accomplices in the media referring to January 6, 2021. They're still referring to this as an insurrection. President Biden did this on the third anniversary, 12 times in his speech, referred to this as being an insurrection. How do you respond to that? Well, I, well, for one thing, they, they know it's not an insurrection, uh, and they know that's preposterous. Uh, nobody thinks that was an insurrection. Uh, maybe maybe there are people who, reading this repeatedly, re- reading this repeated claim might think it, because they don't know any better, because they believe everything our communist mainstream media tells them, mm-hmm. and they believe everything that Biden tells them, but... but Nobody, Biden doesn't even believe what he's saying. And we know he doesn't believe, we know he doesn't believe what he's saying for a simple reason. He once claimed that this was the worst attack on democracy since the Civil War. Yes. We then had, uh, first of all, the, the, the Civil War it was an attack on democracy, but it was an attack by Lincoln, not the Confederates. Um, anyway, uh, and, and then you had other people saying it was worse than 9-11, worse than Pearl Harbor. I mean, this is the, the hysterical propaganda that's coming out of these people. Uh, and and it's, just, it's just indicative of, of, of what we're dealing with in this country uh, with Biden and, and the people that put him in office and the media. Yeah. They're just, they're just, they're out of control. I mean, but I don't believe they actually believe it. You believe they're just, just saying this, what, in order to gain yeah, the following? Just, yeah, of course they don't believe Nobody could believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've seen those videotapes uh, of, the, of the Capitol Hill police escorting the people into the, into the Capitol building. I'm not saying there was, there was obviously some violence, but the idea that this is an insurrection is preposterous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I find and, it... You know, if you wanted to see an insurrection, just go back to Trump's inauguration day when cars are being set on fire in D.C., yeah. Uh, I, and also coupled with it, I find it interesting that uh, because, you know, there, some are saying this interrupted House proceedings and and so some are calling it an insurrection for that. But yet when you have a congressman appearing to deliberately pull a fire alarm to interrupt House proceedings, in my opinion, you know, this was just brushed under the carpet. And as you pointed out, too, I mean, all things are not equal here, are they? No, they're not. I, I, I mean, <clears throat> what, what, what are... You want to see an insurrection? What what happened after the George Floyd hoax? Uh, we had cities all over the country being in flames. You had that business, uh, uh, that business with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Those big protests. Yep, and, and seen. So, mm-hmm. so it just wasn't. It just no, it wasn't insurrection. Yeah. You know what? What about these pro-abortion people that were pounding on the door of the Supreme Court uh, after the Supreme Court reversed Roe v. Wade? Right. Uh, so, so it's just, you know, the term insurrection is just an intelligent person. Uh, somebody with a half a brain is just going to ignore that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this January 6th uh, Select Committee. Uh, they were all of a particular bent, were they not? Well, they were. And the main worry, as I wrote at the New American, when, when that thing was impaneled by Pelosi, was that its chairman was an insurrectionist himself. Uh, back in the '60s, Benny Thompson was uh, was a member, was an apologist for a group called the Republic of New Africa, uh, which had planned an armed insurrection to take over a couple of southern states and turn them into a into a new of uh, the Republic of New Africa. That's that, that's what would have been the name, New Africa. And uh, they killed a cop. And Benny Thompson was their apologist at the time. Hmm. And so was the mayor of, uh, one of the mayors down there in Mississippi. I can't remember his name. But, uh, uh, yeah, so here, here, that, that was you know, something of, a, uh, of uh, uh, an interesting development. Here we had a guy that was advocating or involved in a group that was advocating the, t- the, the, the armed takeover of five or six states in the South, and he becomes, well, 50 years later, he winds up running a committee investigating an insurrection. So we had an insurrectionist investigating what they claimed was an insurrection. Yeah. 
And then, of course, yeah, yeah, you had that Republican renegade, uh, Liz Cheney. Uh, Liz Cheney. Yeah. I mean, just uh, we don't even need to talk about that. I mean, yeah. she's off a rocker. Everybody had a, a, a an actual bias against President Trump in that. Um, uh, let's also just bring up the, the FBI director, Christopher Wray. He had denied that his agents, I mean, there are some people, people are yelling out, oh, Fed, Fed, Fed. I mean, they, they were recognizing something's wrong with those who were trying to instigate some things. But Christopher Wray denied that his agents played a decisive role in January 6th. But Representative Clay Higgins of Louisiana indicated that further investigations contradict him. What do we know about FBI or DHS assets on that day? Well, I, I, I think that, uh, first of all, I think that uh, Ray uh, would not confirm one way or the other. I believe he was asked a direct question, uh, as I recall, in one of those committee hearings. I have to go back and look at it. Uh, I, I believe he was asked a direct question, and he refused to answer it one way or the other. I don't know that he denied it. I mean, I have to go back and look. Maybe he did. You might be right about that. Yeah, I was actually referring to a, a, a piece in the New American that mentioned that. Yeah. So if he denied it, you know, he was obviously probably lying. Because he can't, but he can't tell the truth, can he? I mean, what, what's he going to say? I mean, if he, if, if he says, yeah, so of course, of course you had FBI agents underground instigating that. <laughs> he can't say that. Well, so of course he had to, you know, he had to dissemble and 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 offer a disingenuous answer to try to skate around it. Yeah, and I think maybe the key words were played a decisive role. Say they did not play a decisive role. So right. So that's not outright denying their involvement, but uh, really saying no, we 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 were not the ones behind this. Right. Well, that you know played a decisive role. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, wait a minute. That that allows them to wriggle out of it, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, because he qualified his answer, so you, you can't say that he lied. But, you know, because it, it, it might be that there were FBI agents there, but the question is, what do you mean by decisive role? As you recall, in that bizarre uh, plot up in Michigan against the governor, there's an FBI agent involved in it. Mm-hmm. Well, did he play a decisive role? You know, let's put that in quotes. Did he play a decisive role? Well, he played a decisive role, but he got in huge trouble for it. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, we know that uh, it's been reported now over 1,200 people have been arrested who entered the Capitol grounds that day. That's that's rather astounding, isn't it? Yes, and uh, you know the one the the one the, the the one story that I recall writing about this was the uh, it was the treatment that uh, that that this one fellow wrote about. He got a letter out of that out of the jail, and it was just despicable what was being done to him. Mm-hmm. I don't recall all the details because I heard it some time ago. But yes, these people are being arrested, and uh, you, know, you know, the government, this is a, you have to understand about these arrests, it's a message. They don't think these people are guilty or anything. They don't, they don't believe that. The prosecutors don't believe that. They, they know this is, they know that, they know that these people were no more capable of an insurrection, and then, you know, they just, they know the truth. But the, the reason for this is, is that they're sending a message. You don't oppose the deep state. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break here. Friends, we'll be back in one minute. We're speaking with Court Kirkwood from, uh, well, writer for thenewamerican.com. And uh, breaking down this a little bit further here about the J6 investigations and really what's happened not too many days ago. We'll be right back. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, popular creation speaker and author with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, has the Bible been confirmed by archaeological discoveries? In many ways, it has, Chris. Many ancient artifacts have been found, and in each case, they confirm the general framework given in Scripture. The Bible claims to be a book of true history, and we would expect to find historical evidence and general agreement with it. But we wouldn't expect everything to be found. Much of the Bible took place long ago, and documents would be rare. But with many turns of the archaeologist's spade, we find details that support Scripture. Yes, we can be confident that the Bible is literally true, and even better than that, it's spiritually true. The evidence we find in history enhances our confidence in its spiritual claims. It all started back in Genesis. Thanks, Dr. Morris. For more information, 
you can find us on the web at www.icr.org. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Our program today, J6 Investigations, Truth or Treachery? We're talking today with R. Court Kirkwood, a former newspaper editor and longtime contributor to The New American. The website, thenewamerican.com, they've been covering many, many, many stories uh, pertaining uh, pertaining to J6. Uh, Insurrection or Federal Government Operation is the title of one of their stories, and uh, numerous others as well that have written. Our guest here today has also written as it pertains to the the matter of the investigation tapes. The J6 committee deleted files and the GOP House committee recovering them. We're going to be delving into that as well. We're just talking about some of the arrests on January 6th. Now, uh, just recently, a spokesperson for the Department of Justice warned that the that they initially went after people inside the Capitol building, but they were also going to be going uh, against and finding out those outside the Capitol building. Here's just a brief clip of, of from that uh, Department of Justice meeting. And what happened inside of the building? An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first place. Court, they're going to be going after a whole lot more people. Sounds like he's going to be going after thousands more. That's what he just said. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that that thousands who entered a restricted area are not those who entered the bill. Right. Right. So, well, what about what about the, uh, you know, what about those lunatic women dressed up in their handmaid's tail outfits that occupied a Senate office building? Yeah. Yeah. Were, were they in a restricted area? I don't know. Maybe they weren't. Maybe it's only a restricted area if you oppose the Biden regime. Well, we also have those pro uh, pal- pro Palestinian rallies being held in the Capitol rotunda and and outside different congressional offices yeah, as well. Yeah, I, it, it, the whole thing is preposterous. Yeah. This whole thing is, like I said, they they don't believe their own press releases. They're doing this to crush dissent. Uh, they're they're doing this to crush any opposition. Uh, to to Biden and what he's doing, and uh, to the to the to the Democrats and the deep state and what they're doing. Yeah, now friends, and, keep... and, and, and and you know the thing is, is that if they get away with it, see what happens. Is they're hoping that these prosecutions will so demoralize people that they'll never think about opposing the government again. Mm-hmm. I, I find it very. That's, that's the purpose. It, it, the purpose is not just to jail people. That's not the purpose of this. The purpose it's it's, it's a much larger uh, strategic objective, which is it, which is to, to to completely demoralize and 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 dispossess people of their rights to assembly and free speech. That's the whole point of of debanking people who cross a line in political debate. You know, well, we'll you know, we're going to cut off your access to Mastercard. We're going to cancel you. You're going to lose your 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 account on X. You're going to be kicked off of Facebook. It's all part of the same thing. Really, it's including intimidation, fear, and control. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Fear, intimidation, and control. That's it. That's it. Yeah. You got it. Um, and, and, and make sure everybody watches, you know, the football for 19 hours, uh, watches football for 20 hours a week. Yeah. You know, bread and circuses. Keep the people occupied. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it was interesting, friends, you may not know this, but even January 6th of this year, there were more arrests uh, that were held or that were conducted in regard to January 6th of 2021. But January 6th, 2024, additional people were taken into custody. And and it is the plans of the Department of Justice to keep on doing this, Corey. Well, yes, it is. And again, I mean, this is. What, what, you know, this also is a warning for the next election when they steal that one or try to steal it. That that we're going to steal another election. 
we're going to rig another election, and this is what's going to happen to you if you try to stop it. Mm-hmm. Because that, this is all a message. The individual prosecutions are meaningless to them. They don't care about that. They probably wouldn't even. They probably would not even care if anybody got acquitted, because if 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 you know if they target an individual, you know, it, it doesn't matter if that person is acquitted. They've already lost because of the legal fees they're going to have to pay to defend themselves. Now That's another thing. You know, the the, the 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 deep state is using prosecutors to bankrupt people. Mm-hmm. So so they win either way. It doesn't matter that. Uh, they don't care whether they don't care if they get some, you know, fifty-eight year old retired, you know, union worker who was there on January sixth. They don't care about putting him in jail. They know he's not a threat to anybody. That's not the point. If they get if they if they, if they throw him in jail, all the better. But if they don't, that's okay. He just he just spent his retirement savings and had the mortgage his house to pay his attorneys. Yeah, he's finished. He's done. Have you that's, done? And that and that becomes the punishment. Yeah. Have you done? That's any, the thing. Have, mm-hmm. Have you done any looking into Ray Epps? Uh, I mean, there's been video footage of him and, and you know, telling, you know, let's let's go. And, and, and I don't have all the exact quotes with me right now, but but it appears from video footage to have instigated things. And 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 he has only been given probation for his involvement, I guess, 100 hours of community service. Right. And that itself tells you something. Uh, but I mean, I have I really have not followed the Ray Epps angle of this. Mm-hmm. I I've looked at it a little bit. It looks awfully suspicious, you know, when you consider everything else. And here's this one guy that appeared to play this major role, and he gets off with 100 hours of community service. Yeah, and a, and a year of probation. Yeah. yeah, a year of probation, right? Exactly. So, so, so it's hard for me to say. You know, it's really hard for me to say. I don't, I, I yeah. don't really know. Yeah. Uh, much about the Ray Epps angles. I haven't looked at it. Court, let me ask you this. I mean, one of the significant matters going on is in regard to the House Select Committee on January 6th. Uh, President Trump had said, hey, they, they, they're just on a witch hunt. And you would think if all the evidence that they gathered in their investigation was so revealing and so indicting as it relates to the events of that day, that you would think that they would have readily passed this information on to the new GOP leadership in the House of Representatives. But that's not what happened. Tell us what took place. Well, the 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 the, uh, the uh, House uh, the House the Oversight Subcommittee of the House Administration Committee found out that there were a significant number of files deleted. Uh, you know, from the, uh, the the deleted from the material that they that they, that the J Six Committee handed over to the Oversight Subcommittee. And uh, they they were able to recover them. They got they got some computer expert to come in and recover all these files. But they also needed the passwords. So they so uh, the chairman of the chairman of that subcommittee wrote to Thompson and said, "Hand over the passwords." I mean, I, I think that was the, that that was probably a crime right there. I mean, destroying federal records is a crime. Mm-hmm. Attempting to destroy federal records might be a crime. So, you know, where's the investigation into that? I mean, is this guy Thompson and his staffers that were involved in this, are they going to be held accountable? Now, is not a committee required to turn over all their documents? Oh, of course. Absolutely. I mean, unless it's a, well, they, they certainly, any committee would be required to turn over documents, not to the public if it's a, if it's a you know, intelligence committee or something to classify documents. Right. But certainly this type of material, yes, it would have to be handed over. Okay, but at least they would be kept intact if, even if there was a classified, uh, you know, a yeah, label. It still, yes, it would still be kept. I mean, if, let's, suppose there was a, let's suppose there was a document, in, you know, one of these encrypted documents was something that related to an FBI informant, and the public would not be able to see that. Well, certainly the, committee, the, the GOP committee would. They're a congressman. Mm-hmm. And so it really begs the question then, what is sought to be hid? What is sought to be hidden by these actions taking place by by deleting files, destroying files? Uh, uh, it, it, one can only imagine what it is that they're trying to hide. Well, yes, and we, we don't know because we haven't seen them. Right. But, you know, I imagine if there's anything significant in it that that's, you know, incriminates Thompson and Cheney and any of these people and in some sort of uh, 
um, you know, in falsehoods or, or, or any sort of um, uh, unethical or illegal behavior, then they're probably panicking right now. Yeah, indeed. Now, I understand that. Uh, so a cyber squad went to work on this. What, what happened with this? Well, they just they just recovered the files. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you do it. I mean, they, they, they the the GOP gave the requisite material to them, and they were able to, I guess, undelete them. Mm-hmm. And I guess the people that tried to delete them didn't know that could be done. Uh, cyber squads found some hundred and seventeen files, either you know, attempted to forever delete them or encrypt them, um, yep. and uh, so. Th- the house, it's just a matter of time before they find out what was in these files. It, it will be, yes. It will just be a matter of time. I mean, I mean, I can't imagine that Thompson would think that he wouldn't have to turn over the passwords. I mean, that would be, I mean, that might even be a, uh, that might even be too much for, for, for corrupt uh, insurrectionists to try to pull. Yeah. If he was an apologist for a cop killer, so maybe he would. Is the, I mean, has the leftist media, have, have are they reporting on this? Are they giving play-by-play? Are they telling about these files that were deleted and, and, and how they've been rediscovered? I haven't, I haven't seen much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where does this all go from here? Uh, my guess, uh, nowhere. Because, you know, the GOP is famous for, for just being handed, you know, they, you know they were, they, they're, they're just awful at following through to punish the Democrats for these types of, this type of thing. Mm-hmm. And look at the situation at our border. It's these a mess. people want to impeach Joe Biden because he has some shady business dealings with his son. Okay, well, those are bad. I agree. I've written about him extensively. But they don't want to impeach him for aiding and abetting an invasion of his own country, for openly breaking our immigration laws, for openly and illegally harboring and bringing in illegal aliens, which is a federal felony. Um, I mean, I can go on. But these morons, these idiots in the GOP are impeaching him for Hunter Biden stuff, first of all. We don't even know whether you can impeach a man for something he did before he was president. Because a lot of the things that the GOP is talking about, other than the uh, obstruction uh, claim for the Justice Department obstructing the investigation of uh, Hunter Biden while Joe Biden was president, other than that, I can't think of anything that they're talking about that didn't occur when he was vice president. So we don't, and we don't even know whether you can impeach somebody for something they did before they took off. Hmm. It's never been tested. So why would they be pursuing it? So why should I think that the Republicans are going to be able to do anything with these 117 files, even if there is something in it? They'll probably blow it. Wow. Court Kirkwood, our guest here today on Crosstalk, uh, writes for the New American. Friends, they've been covering a, a lot uh, here for the last few years on the, uh, this issue of January 6th at thenewamerican.com, thenewamerican.com. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, friends, we'd like to open up our phone lines as well here today to take your questions or brief comments. Our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Our topic today, J6 Investigations, Truth or Treachery. Again, our number 800-733-9829. You're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. We say we need revival, but are we willing to totally submit to God and allow Him to work? At the beginning of his ministry, Harold Vaughn set out on a journey to answer the question, What sparks revival, and how can we see it today? His journey led him to Northern Ireland to experience what God did in the past. When revival broke out in Ireland, the bars closed. Thieves returned stolen goods. Transformation took place across the country. But the question remains, how do we prepare our heart and our church for revival? Every revival can be traced to a kneeling figure. Are we ready for revival? See the documentary, Revival with Harold Vaughn, 
Available for a donation of $15. Your order includes a Blu-ray disc, a DVD, and a digital download. Call VCY America, 1-800-729-9829. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, J6 Investigations, Truth or Treachery. Friends, why were these files deleted? Some 117 files either deleted or encrypted. Why was that done? Why was this committee not passing on to the new GOP-controlled uh, committee all of their investigations? We were told how how indicting this was against President Trump and, and, and how he was leading this insurrection. That's the line that we have been told. So then why, if they've got all of this information, why would they seek to delete it or have it encrypted in such a way that it could not be uh, found out what it is that, that they were dealing with? Well, we're talking about that issue today, but uh, they put together a team that have found these files and, and uh, that were sought to be deleted. And uh, I'm guessing it's going to be a matter of time before some will make known what, what is part of these files. There are some that are standing up for this, but where where are those? Yes, even in the GOP as a whole, standing on this issue. Our number to crosstalk, 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. We're talking with Court Kirkwood today, writer for thenewamerican.com. We're going to Tom in Virginia, Minnesota. Tom, you're on the air. Hey, Jim. Uh, thank you for your program today and your guest. And I just wanted to... Uh, bring up a point. Uh, it's not exclusively related to your subject today, but going back to the George Floyd riots and, and all of the stuff that went on that summer, um, police precincts were burned down. Miles of cities were burned down. Yep. Uh, yet how many of those people, the BLM Antifa type people, how many of them were arrested? You know, you don't, you don't hear a thing about it. Uh, violent protests, I don't know how many people were killed, if any, during that thing, but it's just such a frustrating, sad uh, thing to compare the two, yeah. you know? Yeah. Thank you, Tom. You bring up a good point. And, Court, I'm going to ask you about this because, I mean, here you you have reporters in front of the, 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 the fires that were going on, businesses that are being destroyed, businesses that are being looted in, in, in the background, cars that have been overflipped, and then we get the narrative these were mostly peaceful protests. Well, you know, the, the, the so-called insurrection was a mostly peaceful protest. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, the media's handling of the, of the, of the Floyd hoax riot, and I, I, I assume you and most of your listeners know why I call it the Floyd hoax, because Floyd, the cop, Chauvin didn't kill Floyd. That was a Stalinist show trial uh, to put a white cop in jail and make an example out of him. George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. Uh, he, he was full of fentanyl. He had COVID. Uh, he had heart disease. He was an unhealthy, actively sick guy. And the reason he couldn't breathe, which, is, uh, which he began uh, c- uh, complaining about when they were trying to put him in the police car, is because he had overdosed on fentanyl. And a drug like fentanyl or morphine, they they inhibit they're a respiratory depressant. Hmm. That's why he couldn't breathe. There were no injuries found, and no life threatening injuries were found to George on, on George Floyd by the medical examiner, who also told a prosecutor, "If I had seen this in any other circumstance, I would have said." He died of a fentanyl overdose. And the other thing about this, you talk about an insurrection. Chauvin was convicted after a U.S. congresswoman, Maxine Waters, threatened riots if the jury did not convict them. Hmm. And so there was a juror who said, I had to vote to convict because I was afraid I was afraid the city would burn down. Wow. Let's go uh, to Merle calling from Tennessee. Merle, you're on the air. Yeah, Jim, thanks for taking my call. Your guest is absolutely right. The January 6th committee was meant to stop any pushback for the next 2024 election. 
and the outcome of the next election is going to determine if the Marxist takeover of America is complete or not. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Any response to that, uh, Pure Court? Well, I agree, and uh, the next election probably will determine that. The question is, even if Trump wins, is it too late? Hmm. I'm not sure. You know, we have to try and um, (laughs) make sure he gets elected, but you know, look, look, look at what happened. You know, when Trump ran the last time. Um, you know, every time he turned around, he was getting sued in court to stop to stop whatever policy he was, particularly with like, like, with respect to the border. And Trump didn't have the, the courage to ignore the courts and do what he wanted. So, but I think I think the caller was was correct. I mean, I think the next election is going to be going to be critical. Our phone number to crosstalk today, 800-733-9829, 800-733-9829. Andrew is calling from New Mexico. Uh, Andrew, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, thank you for taking my call, Jim. You know, uh, I keep listening to you guys, and I can uh, I sense, you know, uh, a, a sense of, of, of strife and grief like we all have. You know, I voted for Donald, you know, and I'm, I'm Spanish. I'm Hispanic born and raised here, but the scripture says strife breeds strife. Anger breeds anger, uh, hatred, uh, what's the other one? Uh, you know, when you're one color and you're not of the other color, whatever, that's not going to get us nowhere. This is a Christian channel, and I believe that as Christians, as Christians, we should demonstrate uh, our faith, and, you know, there's a higher power, you know, that has control of everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just what I have to say, Jim. Thank you for taking my call. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew, for your call here today. And uh, certainly, uh, truth is is uh, something that we want to get at here, Andrew. We want to get to the truth. And we know, as Scripture says, as you pointed out, it's righteousness that exalts a nation, sin that is approached to any people. You talk about strife beginning strife. What do you do when the leadership of your country wants to kill preborn babies in the womb? I mean, what 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 greater strife do we see than that taking out a, a, a barbaric? murderous action against the most vulnerable amongst us. I mean, certainly we... Let's let's correct that a little bit. Not not just in the womb, as they're emerging from the birth canal. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's basically, yes, that's the Democratic Party position, that that a a doctor should be able to jam a scissors in an infant's skull as it emerges from the birth canal. And so when you say anybody who's opposed that is an extremist. Hmm. Yeah. A Christian extremist. You know, you're, you're a Christian extremist. But I think the caller is right. You know, God is the author of history. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's in control of everything. But that, but, but, you know, I, I think we, I always, I always try to uh, be careful about using biblical passages to prove my point. Uh, because I think oftentimes they can be, Taken out of context, or, or uh, you know, it's you know, I give you an example is when you hear people say, uh, "Well, I, I can't say anything about that because you know the Bible says, judge not lest you be judged.'" Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have you heard that? Yeah. You know, from leftists. So I think I think we have to be careful about that. You know, the one thing we do know is that our blessed Lord expects us to fight for for, for truth and to witness the truth and, and to do what is right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, sometimes uh, calling people out uh, in, in righteous anger, because there is such a thing as righteous anger, is, is required. In fact, if, if, if uh, I believe it was St. Thomas Aquinas that said, if you're not angry about certain things, you're committing a sin. Hmm. Let's uh, pick up on our next caller, Julie in Pensacola, Florida. You're on the air. Well, with all due regards on to the arrests that are being made for the January 6th riots, or not riots, but January 6th supporters for Trump, and then they're all being arrested for this, but then all of the other ones that are being, the riots, they're being, they're not being arrested. They're getting away with murder, and they're getting away with a, with a lot of crimes that they committed. It's because it's all based on what Obama led the way to get these rogue prosecutors in, in office, Funded by George Soros, where the prosecutors would would um, would prosecute all the people that are supporting this nation, and then the 
the, and, and just let the others get away with crimes. And it's all based on we need to be careful who we're voting for and the judges in, in the elections for the judges. Mm-hmm. It says we need to do our homework and be, be careful who we are voting for with the judges. Okay, we know what president we're going to vote for, but do we pay attention to the judges? And we yeah. make, need to make sure that they're not rogue. And there's a good book by Zach Smith that's called Rogue Prosecutors, and it just tells a lot about what's, what happened in that era, what happened with the J6 and what happened with, with the riots. It's a very interesting book. Great. Thank you, Julie. Any comment there, Court? No, that's absolutely correct. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, um, uh, these prosecutors uh, are out of control. But, hey, you know, you had George Soros pumping millions into these election campaigns. Uh, and that's how they got elected. Hmm. And people voted for them. Now, most of the people, most of the places where these people were elected were blue states. They, they, they might have won anyway. Uh, but it certainly doesn't help when you have uh, this level of financial support uh, coming into people, you know, who possibly could have been defeated. I mean, you know, this this communist up in, uh, I think she's up in, is it Loudoun County, Virginia? Um you know, it may, it may, maybe, 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 you know, without the money from the she could have been defeated. I don't know. Yeah. You know, Northern Virginia now is completely Democrat. So, uh, and it wasn't 30 years ago, by the way. Yeah. And it's not only funds, it's also the, the change in so many election laws that were violated state statutes in so many different cases. Oh, sure. sure. Let's, well, let's uh, yeah. go to Lauren in uh, South Dakota, Watertown, South Dakota. You're on the air, Laura. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Say, as Christians, we are also called to expose the works of darkness. Mm. And I would like to add to that as well, that we are in the Lord's army. You know, it's this God is love and, you know, not accepting his righteous, holy anger that got us into this mess and accepting everybody and everything. No cowards enter the kingdom of heaven. So now is the time to stand up for our God. That's all I've got, Jim. Thank you. Thank you for your thoughts here today. My my mind certainly goes back, and we've quoted before from Second Chronicles seven fourteen: "If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land." And uh, as Scripture also bears out that uh, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice; when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. And and uh, certainly we need to uh, see the consequences when we don't follow after God as an individual, as a, as a, as a, as a people, as a nation. Uh, and uh, woe be to that nation court that, that will not follow after God. Well, uh, God gives us the, the, the people to govern us that we deserve, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that, and, and, and you know, it's, it's, you know, this invasion at the border, you yes. know, let, let, let's suppose that Biden actually did get all those votes, okay, that uh, they claim he got. Um, well, the, 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 the people in the blue states who are now complaining about illegal aliens uh, coming into their communities and committing crimes, and we don't have, a, you know, New York, we don't have the budget for this. Well, you voted for it. Yeah, yeah. You like- voted for Biden. This is what you voted for because he did exactly what he said he was going to do. He opened the borders. And he's flooding the country with what he hopes are new Democratic voters. Indeed, the elections have consequences. We're up against a break. We'll uh, take the break. We'll come back to more of your phone calls. Our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. JASIS S6 Investigations, Truth or Treachery, our topic today. And taking your calls here at Crosstalk. We'll be right back. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. A startling new poll shows that 67% of young people, 18 to 24 years of age, believes that the Jews are a class of people that oppress others. 67% believe that. They're buying into the anti-Semitism. Well, as they get older in age, they reject that lie. Those that are 55 to 64, 85% say that's a lie. 65 plus, 91% say it's a lie to believe that the Jews are a class of people that oppress others. They say that's a false ideology. 
Why is it that those who are 65 years of age and older, that 91% don't buy this lie? One word, education. When it comes to our churches and our young people, it's, I think, what's being taught from the pulpits. Are our churches teaching the truth about the Jewish people? I pray they are. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. With us today is R. Court Kirkwood, former newspaper editor, longtime contributor to The New American, of the website thenewamerican.com. He's been covering the J6 issue here since, uh, well, for the past three years, and uh, other deep state-related issues as well throughout the magazine. Uh, Alex Newman often with us here on the program and, and other writers as well and uh, certainly exposing what is taking place. Let's go next to Jim calling from Milwaukee. Jim, you're on the air. Yeah, I uh, I think uh, some people say it's a blessing that Trump lost uh, or got this uh, election stolen because he can see the deep state and how deep it really is. Mm-hmm. Now, before he didn't know how bad it was, but now he can, and now he can go and running and clean house and... And I also believe God is separating the sheep from the goats and and everybody that could be voting for Democrats that want abortion and whatnot, you know, God's God's recording it. Okay. Mm. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. You know, I, I that's an interesting comment about seeing how deep the deep state really is and Court, I, I know that just in in the meetings that were held at the World Economic Forum just recently, I mean, I saw one of the committee hearings that was going on, the, the committee's meeting, and having this discussion about what would happen uh, happen to to this world if if Donald Trump were elected again, and talking how they could Trump proof their own nations. Very interesting, indeed. Well, they they certainly do view it as the apocalypse if he wins. Yeah, it? yeah, indeed. Uh, Look, all you need to know about those people in Davos is that they have a witch yeah. come and, and, and cast spells. Yeah. So, you know, that's all you need to know. Yeah. That, that's all you need to know. Let's... That they had a witch come and cast spells. I mean, you know, Klaus Schwab look, looks like a villain from a James Bond movie. Hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. The World Economic Forum, I, I don't, I, you know, I know that they have all these plans. How much actual power they have, I don't know. Uh, but I do know that they're dangerous. And, that, um, you know, when they're telling me I have to eat bugs and I'll like yeah. it, and I won't own anything and I'll like it, well, yeah. that, that should concern us all. It should. Let's go to Kay in uh, Kansas. Uh, Kay, go ahead. You're on the air. Uh, yes. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I I just want to... Um, reinforce that the the church has a it has a hard time keeping their eye on the ball and getting so distracted and so diverted but um we we are under judgment i mean god has brought the chinese communists here he has brought the uh uh jihadis here and the the big reason is if we just read scripture especially in the book of Jeremiah because men christian men have left off mercy uh especially for the preborn hmm. and until you know if if that is not resolved uh, the fierce indignation of god his wrath i mean it's on this nation yeah. and it's going to be fully carried out if there is no change, and we we have to understand, I mean, all of these these things that are happening politically and and all these these other things. Yes, they're important. We have duties, but we have primary duties. God has said He required in right. Micah, right. you know, mercy, yeah. ju- you know, justice walk, and mercy. Walk humbly with thy God, indeed. Yes. Thank you, Kay. Appreciate Thank that you. perspective. Zoltan and Lance, Michigan. You're on the air. Yes, I wanted to call, you know, during this distraction, Trump, Biden, all the stuff going on, it doesn't really make a lot of difference whether or not Trump gets in if if they manage to steal majority Senate and House. He'd be dead in the water, worse than he was in his first term with Paul Ryan and McConnell. 
So it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. While everybody's distracted, they've been undermining election law security. It's not just stealing the presidency. It's stealing the lower offices, and they can exercise. It won't make any difference if Trump is president or not. Thank you, Zoltan, for your comment. Uh, let me ask you, Court, are, are, do you have a, a strong concern for election integrity as we approach 2024 elections? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, the, when they per- mail-in ballots, obviously, were a disaster for Trump. Uh, and 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 the lack of you know when they're when they're putting up uh, blocking the windows so that you can't see these who's counting the ballots and reviewing the ballots. And of course, of course, the 2020 election was shady. And um, uh, I, he's absolutely right. You, you have to watch them all. You have mm-hmm. to watch all these elections. Yeah. But the worst thing they allowed was this early voting and, and mail-in ballot. Yeah. If you want to vote, you should have to go down and cast your ballot unless you're a member of the military overseas. Those the only people that should be allowed absentee ballots are 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 uh, servicemen overseas or who are not in your home state stationed and deployed somewhere, or embassy people. There is no earthly reason for anybody who is a voter and lives in the state of Virginia not to go to the polls on election day. Let's go to Dale in, uh, this would be from Marshfield, Wisconsin. Dale, you're on the air. Yes, about January 6th. Um, I think it's a cover-up from, from the beginning with the Democrats, with the, with, the, with, with hiding them emails and everything, and they're covering something up. And why is it, it seems kind of fishy why the head guy that said, let's go, only got probation, you know, I agree with you on all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, um. I I say if we don't if Trump if we get Trump in, we need to have the Senate in the House too. But but because it's going to go all they're going to all go against him. But anyways, I just I've been trying to get on your show for like months, so I just wanted to uh, uh, say that it's all up to God now. And if, yeah. and if we don't get if we don't get Trump back in there, we are doomed. We can slow uh-huh. down what's happening in the Bible. We really can. Yeah. But I tell you what, I've got to close you down because we're just about seconds away from closing out. And you know, the, the most important matter in life, friends, is not who occupies the White House; it's who occupies your heart. And uh, we would really encourage you. Yeah, we talk about these things. We expose the evil works of darkness. We talk about the matters, but. But uh, what's most important is Jesus Christ being Lord and Savior of your heart and that you know him as Savior. And, uh, friends, we in this society, we need to be salt. We need to be light. Uh, we have a stewardship of our citizenship here in this nation, and we best use that stewardship even for the glory of God. Court, thank you. Well, we're out of time. Thank you for being with us here today. Thanks for having me. Court Kirkwood, our guest here today, and uh, writes for The New American, their website, thenewamerican.com. And uh, friends, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.